Hello, everybody, and welcome to That Wrestling Show, the podcast where all pro wrestling matters. I am your host, Bill Yankovi, and joining me once again to discuss the big stories going on in the world of wrestling is Steve Miller. How you doing, Steve? Hey, uh, thanks for having me. I'm doing well. It's a beautiful Saturday out here in Texas. So I hope everyone that listens is having a good day. Yeah, it's a beautiful Saturday uh, here in Pennsylvania and uh, was a beautiful Saturday last week. Uh, my friend Brian, who's been on the show uh, many, many times, he and his wife uh, renewed their vows last week and I was there. I, I talked to you about it a little bit. Um, it was a lot of fun and it was just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Good times. I don't think yeah. I've ever met Brian. No, you haven't. Uh, I mean, he's he's got more of a life than I do, but <laughs> but no, 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 no. We're we're good. We're good. No, we'll, we'll try to get him someday back on. So, uh, this week we we only have three things really we're going to talk about because honestly, the news has been pretty slow, and I did not watch. Halloween Havoc, so I, I mean, I've read the results, but I didn't really watch the show. I didn't watch it either. So not yet. <laughs> I, I just got around to watching Forbidden Door last night. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, um, so why don't we begin, uh, with some rather unfortunate news, uh, that broke in between the little break, uh, Kevin Nash's son, Tristan passed away at the age of 26, which I didn't realize he was that young. Um, and we found out through Kevin Nash how his son passed away this this week on his podcast. Yeah, um, I was kind of surprised that at his age he's still living with Kevin and his wife because uh, he is 26, but other than that, uh, he was a Apparently an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. I was not. I did not know that no, actually. And uh, apparently Kevin caught him stealing some beers out of the fridge, and uh, they both had a mutual agreement to quit drinking. And I don't know. Did they say like between the time he stopped drinking and when he actually had the cardiac arrest? What was it? Two or three days in? I think so. That's horrible. I, I I mean, first off, to to people who've never seen anyone have a seizure, it's scary. It's legit scary. Like the first I the first time Steve I ever saw anyone have a seizure, um, was my second year working with uh, special needs kids, and I remember. The first time this young kid had a seizure, because he would have seizures, but the first time I ever saw it, I thought to myself, oh my God, this kid's going to die. After you get past the first one, you're kind of prepared more for it mentally, but with seizures, you... you, that's the thing. You never know when they're going to come. You just never know. Um, I don't know if Tristan had 
any medical issues prior to this? I, I... Uh, he did have Asperger's. I did look into it. Okay. Um, yeah, other, but not actual like disabilities. Right, right. Which is maybe maybe one reason why he stayed with his dad and his mom. I mean, it's possible. Um, but then to go into cardiac arrest—that's well. I mean, if he got to the point where he was that much of an alcoholic, then you can kind of conclude that he had a lot of freedom living there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like living there, you know, with you know when you're 14 years old and your parents are all strict. So I'm yeah, sure they yeah. let him do whatever he wanted. But yeah, um, he uh, apparently the EMTs were able to resuscitate him when he while he was still in his room, I think it was, or mm-hmm. in the but on the way to the hospital or at the hospital, they didn't clarify that. But apparently he died on the way there or there. So, um, Bill uh, put in the uh, national helpline uh, for the show's notes. Um, if anybody out there does actually have any substance abuse issues, call one eight hundred six six two four three five seven. Alcohol withdrawal uh, is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, obviously he didn't survive, and uh, this is a sad thing for Kevin because his best friend died a few months a few months ago. But, but everyone kind of expected that. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 the thing is, and I think this is true. The day that Tristan died was the same day of Scott Hall's birthday. True, I forgot about that. Um, so, uh, could you tell everyone that number once again? Yeah, it's 1-800-662-4357. Uh, and there's another one, 1-800-487-4889. I just figured it's just, uh, etiquette, you know, when we're yeah. talking about something like this to bring it up. Yeah, I'm going to um, remember to, to put it in our notes today, so. He was 26 years old. He had his own band, um... Yeah. He was the uh, technician for Kevin Nash's uh, podcast, which is called Click This. Uh, I admittedly didn't know much about him. I didn't even know he drank. Well, I, know, well, I kind of figured he drank, you know, but I didn't mm-hmm. know he was that bad. But uh, very sad. And my condolences to Kevin and uh, anybody who was affected by this. Yeah. I mean, I think I said this to you a, a few days ago because I remember an interview that Jesse Ventura did um, on Confidential when that was on like 20 years ago. And and I never forgot this line as long as I live. He said the biggest fear that he has is that his kids will die before him. I cannot imagine any any parent not just Kevin, just any parent losing their child before they pass away. And that's, you know, it's one of those things that's not preventable. You know, we can do so many things to help kids, um, but it's just something that, you know, goes into your mind. Like, there could be a day where, you know, someone's kid does pass away before you do. And it's just one of the more challenging things to deal with. And yeah, my condolences absolutely go out to Kevin, his wife, 
uh, friends, family, it, it's such a hard thing to deal with, and um, hopefully everyone is all right, going to make it out all right. You know, the thing is with Kevin, I wonder if he kind of blames himself because, uh, you know, he enabled them, and then he uh, kind of, you know, they both were going to quit, but he knows that alcohol withdrawal is extremely dangerous and he should have admitted them to the hospital. Mm-hmm. He has the money to do it. Yeah. Um, so not, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Kevin was being irresponsible here, but right. I am saying that this could have been prevented. And I wonder if Kevin blames himself. Mm-hmm. Um, my own brother was an alcoholic and, uh, I won't go into all the details, but I'll just put it like this. My brother is lucky to be alive today. He's lucky he's not in jail or in prison, in fact. So I'll tell you what, you know, uh, alcohol is very prominent in the American culture and most cultures around the world. Yeah. Um, you see the billboards all the time, the Super Bowl commercials. It's heavily promoted. You know, uh, it's just some people can't handle it. You know, I found out a few years ago from my mom that. Her side of the family, for a long time, had alcohol issues. And it really wasn't until her and her brother, who kind of stopped the trend of, you know, consuming alcohol on a regular basis... Um, I mean, I've never seen my dad drunk. I've never seen any of my siblings drunk. Um, do I have a drink? Yeah, but it's honestly once in a blue moon. It's basically on like social, like I'll be social and have one drink, maybe two, but that's it. Um, but yeah, I mean, alcohol can be a dangerous thing and it's a tough fight. A lot of people go public with it. Other people decide not to, and I totally respect that. Um, it's just one of those invisible monsters that, you know, we can't really control. You know, like, as a society, we have to work individually to, you know, beat alcoholism. Uh, and I can, and by the way, folks, I can actually vouch for Bill not ever drinking because there have been so many times where we all watched a major wrestling event and it's like seven or eight people all on Skype or Discord and he's with us and he's the only one not drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, okay, now, now, to be fair, I did have a drink yesterday, but that was after I had helped my dad do some yard work. So we, so I did have a drink, but. What do you drink? Uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade. Which, which flavor? Uh, actually, you know what? I finished up the peach. I I had never had peach flavored, uh, oh, until peach. until uh my dad bought it a couple months ago. It's not bad. My favorite is black cherry. Now, now my my one of my sisters I think would get into that. I really do. You didn't drink at the wedding last week. Actually, I did, but it was like half a bottle, like of, okay. of Yingling. That was really what? it. What'd you drink? Yingling. Yingling. Oh, that, isn't that that Chinese beer? No, it's like Pennsylvania. Oh, I'm thinking of something completely different. Yeah, I think you might be. 
<laughs> but anyway, yeah, folks. I mean, you know, the thing is in the wrestling industry, um, and this is uh, especially with the older generation, cocaine and alcohol were very prominent. And unfortunately, a lot of wrestlers also mix that with steroids. And that's why so many wrestlers over the years have um, kind of dropped dead. Yeah. And Kevin has had a long career and he has seen many of his friends, uh, not just Scott Hall, but many of his friends go down that road. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm, so I'm sure he's, uh, he's feeling some guilt, you know, about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, in any event, I mean, if you don't have anything else to add to this particular subject, um, did you want to talk about the, uh, AEW incident? Yeah, let's, uh, transition into AEW. Um, this week, the investigation uh, is over. They came up with conclusions. And, and before we dive into it, I do want to mention one particular thing that happened or allegedly happened that like, it, like the story came out and then I think it proved to be false. So uh, one of the things that was mentioned in the original, you know, stories of what happened with the brawl was CM Punk's dog was there. Uh, Larry. Larry the dog. So, Nick Hossman of Wrestling Inc. reported a story, and, and it has since been denied, that Larry the dog had lost a couple of teeth because when the Bucks and Omega opened the door, the door hit Larry. And when they went to take Larry to the vet a few days later, the doctor was like, we had to remove a couple of his teeth. So that has since been confirmed as a false story. Which, and because I had this talk with Jim uh, a few weeks ago, and then I mentioned it again on his Twitter yesterday. And I'm, and I'm going to make the same argument here, and, I, and I'd like to hear your opinion on this. If Larry is a service dog, I would have had... I, 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 I'd have no problem with him being in the back. I know people like to have companions and stuff, but unless he is there for like medical service, the dog should not have been there. I agree. Uh, I didn't know Larry was there. Yeah. I Don't get me wrong. I read the story. Uh, just when all this started happening, you know, uh, the whole uh, Larry thing, I was like, hmm, I didn't know he was in there. Um, I, I agree with you, uh, especially in this wrestling industry. You know, there's a million things going on uh, and a million things to do. And having any kind of pet <laughs> with you, <clears throat> it's a responsibility. And it's a liability. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, some people are attached to their pets. Look at Oprah. Yeah. How many How many dogs has she walked around with her whole life? Look at everywhere Par- she goes. Paris she Hilton. <laughs> yeah, Paris Hilton. There you go. <laughs> That's another one. Oh yep. my lord! All right. But, so, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, um, but anyway, uh, so go ahead with the story, and I'll respond to it. Okay. 
I'm not going to read the entire thing because we'd be here all day. But I'm gonna I'm gonna read a, a few important things uh, that Dave Meltzer mentioned in the newest Observer newsletter. So, the investigation into what happened after the all-out press conference in Chicago was completed last week and ended with Chris Guy, a steel, being let go. The company working on a buyout of Punk's contract and the imminent return of the Young Bucks and Omega to in-ring activities. The Bucks, Omega, and Don Callis were all brought to the October 26th Dynamite tapings in Norfolk, Virginia. They were at the show but not appeared on television. Earlier in the show, a video package aired showing a clip of the midnight Japanese time on the night of New Year's Eve 2018, when the Bucks and Paige released the Being the Elite episode announcing the birth of AEW. A quick clip would air, followed by graphics where they would then disappear, basically telling the story they were the ones there from the start and had disappeared. The announcers never spoke about it or acknowledged it. So basically kind of like Thanos from the Avengers movie. Um, in Norfolk on October 26th, it was noted that several of the top people were saying that Punk would not be back. A few names were mentioned, with Chris Jericho being the name mentioned most, but that many, if not most, of the key top names were saying that they wouldn't work with him. Referring to CM Punk. Uh, I'd like your initial thoughts, and then we'll keep going. Um, I just keep going. Okay. Hossman, who I mentioned about with Larry the Dog, wrote that a source close to Punk said that AEW had not reached out to Punk since the incident where Punk went off at the scrum. The Bucks and AEW slash Jacksonville Jaguars head of legal Mega Perrick went to Punk's dressing room while Tony Khan was still at the press conference. There were various versions of the story claiming that the Bucks kicked the door down, which obviously didn't happen, and they entered aggressively. Punk punched Matt Jackson and a fight broke out, which included Steele hitting Nick Jackson hard in the face with a chair and biting the left forearm of Omega deep enough that the bite marks were still visible on his arms in photos of Omega from Japan well after the incident had taken place. From the start, lawyers were immediately involved and all parties were told not to talk. We did throughout, this is Dave Meltzer saying, get multiple reports from Punk's side of basically his feelings that he felt threatened and believed a fight was going to break out and that Steele's reactions was because his wife, Lucy, was there with Punk's dog and had a broken foot, and with the fight going on, she felt in danger because she didn't have the mobility to get away. Most recently came the confirmation that Steele was fired on October 17th, and AEW was negotiating a buyout of the remainder of Punk's contract, which at that point had not been completed, 
because the two sides were not in agreement of the terms of a non-compete clause, essentially a time frame where he would not be able to go to WWE. To this day, every person either involved or there but one, A. Steele's wife, was not allowed to talk publicly. Lucy has not talked publicly, but of all the people who saw what happened, she is the only one who can publicly, at this point, give her version of the story. Several others have said they hoped at some point to be able to give their sides of the story, but now with the investigation completed, none are allowed to publicly or privately talk about anything related to the incident. Uh, your thoughts? Hmm. Uh, that is the first I've heard that part of the story. Oh, the Lu- Lucy's side, or yeah, yeah. Hmm. I don't know. There's not really much to say about it. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, I guess my only thing, the the, the thing that kind of throws me, is the part where. Punk's side said that he felt threatened and believed the fight was going to break out. He was the one that instigated exactly. it. Exactly. Exactly. He's, he's a narcissist. That's gaslighting. <laughs> no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean Well, uh Tony is working on trying to buy out Punk's contract. Um, Punk was going to be on their first ever video game, so mm-hmm. he pretty much screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Moxley's probably going to be on there instead. Um, Punk really went from like being the most popular person there, a locker room leader, respected, you know, he can help out actually really be a team player mm-hmm. and and really help the product uh and then less than a year later gone yeah you know, uh not only that but he pretty much burned every bridge <laughs> that there is uh domestically in this country because i guarantee you ain't going back to wwe and they ain't gonna take him back i mean who's gonna take him back if all he's gonna do is start shit with everyone everywhere he goes right i mean when you when you go have a, a you know a, a scrum media scrum and you stay you say the stuff that you said aren't you like not expecting or aren't you like more than likely expecting someone to come up to you and be like what the hell was that i i i mean how are you not expecting that to happen? Right. Jericho, uh, apparently Jericho actually had words with Punk. I think it was after Punk did all that, and he told Punk that uh, he was a cancer to the locker room. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he told, uh, Jericho told him that straight to his face. Up front. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's not wrong. And, well, uh, Young Bucks are back. Omega is back. Ace Steel got fired. Um, Punk, uh, they're trying to figure out a way to get rid of him without uh, too many legal ramifications. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a shitty situation, you know? 
But Punk has a notorious history. You know what I mean? For mm-hmm. having issues with people in the back. Yeah. Um, one that I was actually thinking about um, recently, and I'm kind of surprised this didn't get brought up in general, maybe because, excuse me, um, because they don't want to mention the owner of the promotion, but I'm going to mention him anyway. There was a thing in the early 2000s when CM Punk was in the independence and he wrestled for IWA Mid-South, which is in like the Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky area. And Ian Rodden, who is, was still the owner, depending on if they ever decide to open up for the 18th time, the company, um, (laughs) he and Punk had, a disagreement and punk didn't come back for almost a year. I don't, I don't remember what it was about, but I had read about it and had heard about it and he didn't come back for almost a year. So this is obviously not the first. Will it be the last? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, and, well, and you... Oh, I think his career is over. His wrestling career is over. Unless he goes to Mexico uh, or Japan, Punk's wrestling career is over. And and you brought up WWE, and I think I read somewhere Triple H said it. You know, like it's a hard no on bringing Punk back. Because because the the way that he left, and there was an audio clip of what happened that came out maybe five years ago or something of the con, you know, of the conversation that they were having in Cleveland the day that punk walked out. Oh, I didn't hear that. Can you uh, give me a link to that later on so I can check it out? Yeah. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. Um, Unless like someone made it up, which could also be possible. He walked out uh, WWE, I believe in January of 2014, right? Yeah. Uh, And he walked out because he found out that he was going to be facing triple H at WrestleMania. Yeah. And he actually tried to talk to Vince and Triple H about it in person, and they could not come to an agreement. Yeah. So at least Punk handled that somewhat professionally. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't th- uh, I'm pretty sure the words he used <laughs> probably <laughs> uh, weren't the best. But at least he had that. At least he hashed it out in person. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but the thing is, Punk is a very great. He's a great talent. You know, I, I wouldn't oh, say he's God. a great wrestler, but. Good wrestler, maybe a B minus C plus, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as his in, like his character skills, I mean, uh, there's a lot of fans out there. There's a, there's a reason why he's very popular. However, it has been a long time. He is in his mid forties. He probably doesn't need the money. Um, he took three years to join AEW. Yeah, I'm sure. T- I think. Uh, I think he was the first one that Tony wanted, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Punk uh, posted something on Instagram the other day, didn't he? Yeah, I, I haven't read it, but I know he had recently put something up. So he's been quiet about this shit, too. Yeah, he has. Which I'm sure is something to do with Tony Khan. <laughs> but I will say this. 
two things. Um, one thing that I did not read, but I, I'm just going to mention it. When they did the investigation, they did not speak to A. Steele's wife in this. And they say because she was a non-factor. I'm sorry, isn't she a witness in all of this? That's kind of my first thought. Mm-hmm. Don't but, they have security cameras backstage? That's a good question. That's a real good question. But I maybe maybe they don't. Depends on where in the building they were. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say this other thing. And I'm sure people are gonna disagree with me and that's okay. I think ever since the incident took place the shows have gotten better, I think. Because whatever tension there was, and this is including, you know, like Sammy and Eddie Kingston from, you know, before that, I think ever since that night in Chicago, I've kind of enjoyed watching Dynamite more. Like, it, it for me... It's like I'm more, you know, ready to see what's going to happen to a degree. And then you look at what has gone on with MJF and that whole storyline, how good that's been. And, you know, you got the tag team division with the acclaimed and my God, how popular they are now. They are beyond over. Um. It's just, to me, I, I feel like the product, as far as watching, has gotten better. I agree. Maybe they needed the one, you know, that one incident to happen. To kind of be like, take all the stress off. There was obviously some meetings backstage, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so they are. I know that Jericho and Moxley all held a meeting, and um, those two have been in AEW since like the beginning. The beginning, yeah. And Punk is shitting where they eat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Punk. Uh, what what he did was kind of embarrass the whole company. Embarrassed the performers. Um, embarrassed himself, really, even yeah. if he's too eager, arrogant to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> and then he embarrassed Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the last time Tony Khan's ever going to take somebody's shit from a... <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Because that was the first time it happened, and I'm sure it caught him off guard, and I'm sure he didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, if he had talked to Vince that way... <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, Vince would have finally fired his ass on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me ask you. This is just a hypothetical, but how much was Punk's contract worth? Like two or three million? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. So, Tony's gonna have to probably offer him at least twice that to get out of it, right? Well, let's see. They did a full year, so that's probably a million there. Right. So if you give him, I'm trying to do my math here, maybe another million and a half, two million, that might do it. 
Hmm. Maybe. Well, the thing was, Punk was injured half the time anyway. Exactly, he was. And and he got injured in the match with Moxley. So, he was going to have to give up the belt anyway. So, I didn't really agree with him winning the belt in the first place. Yeah. Um, Moxley's a champion now, right? Moxley is the champ. Okay. So, when are Omega and the Young Bucks going to be back on TV? Um, according to the article, the logical return, and those are Meltzer's words, would be at the next pay-per-view, which is in three weeks. See, I'm looking forward to that because those guys are still in their prime and they still have a lot to contribute. Mm -hmm. Punk is not in his prime and Punk is injured. Yeah. (laughs) So, good riddance. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think... If they when they do come back, I think they're gonna go for the trio belts and be like, "We never lost them. We got stripped of them. We want our belts back." And that makes that's continuity there. Yeah, it's logical. It is. So, but we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens when they come back. When you know where they will, what the reaction's going to be. That's going to be another thing: is how big of a reaction they're going to get from the audience the night they do come back. Either it be at the pay per view or a dynamite or even a rampage to try to get the ratings up. It's going to be a decent reaction. They were only gone for about a month and a half. Yeah. So it wasn't like you know they've been gone for a year. You know, and re- were re- uh, rehabbing an injury. And, you know, you know how WWE is back in the day when a major return, they always have the promotion, you know, where they even have the cameras in the ER with the Mm. wrestler undergoing the knife, getting the fans all emotionally connected to it. Yeah. It's just uh, one of those things where, uh, you know, back to business. Yep, it is. And I'm looking forward to it. Omega is one of my favorites. Um I, I think he sucks on the mic, to be honest with you. But as an in-ring <laughs> wrestler, he is one of the best. <laughs> I just I just wonder how much longer his body is going to be able to hold up with the style of wrestling that he does. Like, because I, I don't think he can do it maybe no more than five years. He'll probably have to adjust his style. Yeah. Look at Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan. He, uh, he adjusted his style. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Um, is there anything else about Punk that came out? No, that was it. Hmm. Well, all I got to say is, uh, Punk, you definitely know how to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you learn your lesson, buddy. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, we're going to do one final thing, and this was uh, Steve's idea, and I actually like this idea because – we are going to talk about some of the things that we like since Vince has gone from WWE. Like, what are the things that we like? Any, you know, anything that maybe concerns us? Helen in a Cell is no longer going to be a regular pay-per-view. Yes, yes. <laughs> Thank God. Because <laughs> that... Uh, that kind of put uh, it made things a bit more complicated when it came to developing longer stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. 
And the Hell in a Cell was only meant to be a climax for some a feud or a rivalry that has been going on for a while, and it warranted it. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't supposed to be a, a gimmick pay per view. Um, that was one thing. <laughs> uh, the wrestlers I could tell are a lot more. They were given their personality back. Mm-hmm. Um, who knew that? Uh, what's his name? That guy with the uh, the, the 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 clash the the clash dude. Uh, I'm sorry, I forgot his name. The Irish dude with the black hair. Oh, uh, Drew McIntyre. Yeah, we finally saw Drew McIntyre's personality for once, and actually, he's actually pretty damn good on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they started using uh, pyros again. Yep. Uh, Dakota Kai got brought back. Um, and Bray Wyatt returned. Yeah, that was one, that was one of the best reaction. returns I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? One thing I do like is how, as of late, WWE's been consistent with their stories. Because at times, and and you kind of saw this the last couple of years with Vince, how you'd do a, like you'd start a story and then they'd kind of get away from it for a week or two. And, and then it's like you're almost expected to get right back into it. And it's like, uh, okay, I maybe remember this, maybe I don't. So I'm kind of glad that they're getting back into that. Yeah, we should see a lot less... Um, what I mean to say is, that over the past few years, we have seen countless uh, angles or stories or whatever just dropped for no reason. Yep. Uh, Paul Heyman was going to be Cesaro's manager. I actually liked that idea. Then they were going to have that one-hour un- raw underground. I thought that was a pretty cool concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was it? Just there's just countless examples of uh, Vince being Vince and being bipolar as fuck, and making it almost impossible for anybody to develop a consistent, logical story yeah. that made sense. <laughs> and it's pro wrestling. It is a carny thing, but still, you know. Uh, I think they even hired that one Marvel writer, didn't they? Yeah, just recently. Marvel or DC or whatever the hell. Yeah. I can't think of his name, but yeah, it um, was word very on recent. The, yeah, Word on the Street was he had a huge uh, influence in helping Bray develop uh, or uh, do that return with the White mm-hmm. Rabbit and everything, which was brilliant. Yeah. And then Johnny Gargano came back. That was a surprise. So uh, I think the point we're trying to make is uh, we were kind of concerned well, everyone was kind of suspicious if Vince was really going to let Triple H do his thing because yeah. he's still the majority shareholder. And is he really going to let, you know, like, is he really, is he still going to kind of control things from the shadows? And uh, almost immediately, the whole show is just like a 180. Mm-hmm. So uh, it makes me wonder if Vince is even watching the damn thing. And And I think we should mention that. Yes, you know, even though Vince is no longer there, the shows, like, they will have time where 
they'll have like one episode every couple weeks where it's not as good. We're not saying like everything's changed and you know it's all like everything's been wonderful since then. It's it's just it's it has gotten better, and it's gonna take a while, obviously, for it to be where I basis like they did. I'm not expecting numbers from the Attitude Era, but you know I'm expecting you know respectable numbers. I'm expecting uh, live attendance numbers to go up. Yeah. Um, that's really where the money's going to be because uh, in this day and age, the TV, uh, the TV streaming internet thing, um, yeah, it's not it's not how it was back in the day. Uh, live attendance is where it's going to really hit because people are actually going to want to go to the shows again. Yeah. Um, Braun Strowman came back. I'm not really a big fan of his, but uh, I was actually going to say something you mentioned. Oh, um, yeah, it, it's, I said it's a 180. What I meant by that is the show was such a clusterfuck with Vince in charge. Oh, God, yes. That it was, he, uh, Triple H pretty undid, undid a, a lot of small stuff that overall has a huge impact on the entire product. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all the small stuff. It added up. <laughs> Wrestlers couldn't. Wrestlers could only have one name, like Austin Theory or Theory, Matt Riddle or Riddle. Right. Stupid shit like that. Yeah. Um. And now I'm guessing it's not going to take two or three hours to have a meeting with Triple H if you want to, you know, uh, if you have an idea for your character. Oh uh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I would imagine he's an open door. I would imagine. Yeah, Vince, on the other hand, was a fucking headache to work with, according to Mox, Jericho, and. You know, Jericho even said that, you know, with that type of process, you know, it burns you out. It can. And that's the other thing. Uh, in the bigger picture, the WWE is now going to be a place where people want to work again. Mm-hmm. You know, it, and the thing between Punk and Triple H, I'm not sure if it's both ways. I think it's mainly just Punk hates Triple I H. I think it is Punk, yeah. I don't think Triple H hates Punk at all. I think he probably finds him annoying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't think there's actually any real, like, grudge there, you know? Um, now, actually, and, and, you know, we've been talking about the talent, and that's going to bring me to one thing that kind of worries me, because I talked with a friend of mine uh, when we were when I was at the wedding last weekend, and he brought this up, and I never thought about it until he said it. Yes, you know, it's nice to have all these people come back. Dakota Kai, uh, Gallows and Anderson, Bray Wyatt. But what, where are they getting the money from? Because at some point, they're going to have to let wrestlers go to possibly pay all these people. Which is a good point, and I never really thought about it. But... The only thing that I can think of to be like, hey, this is where they can, you know, defend themselves is their stock has gone up since Vince left, like on the stock market. I think they're at like fifty, sixty dollars a share now. I thought they were close to seventy now. Oh, okay. Huh. But but I understand where he's coming from. I, I really do. 
Are they still moving headquarters? Yeah, that that's still a thing. They're I, I think it's like just across the street. No, I'm just Honestly. curious. Yeah. No, that but, is that is definitely happening. Well, with Nick Khan in charge um, now, um, I don't see him being a lifer like Triple H and Stephanie are. Right, I honestly right. don't even see Triple H and Stephanie being a lifer. Um, then again, I could be wrong. You know, I know Triple H loves wrestling, you know, but he also has a life outside wrestling, unlike mm-hmm. Vince. You know, everyone's well. The most popular rumor is they're going to be sold to Disney. Oh, isn't that like the best, like maybe rumor ever? <laughs> like, oh, they're going to get sold to Disney. <laughs> and then I, I did read this week and it's, it is news, but it's not major news in the Philippines. WWE is going to be streaming on Disney plus real soon in the Philippines. I did not know that. Yeah. So I'm sure somebody is going to make a whole big thing of like, oh, here we go. This is the first step to Disney buying WWE. I did not know Philippines even had like a a market for wrestling. Well, I mean, it's the streaming services, you know, like Disney Plus, Netflix. Um, I'm trying to think if they've ever been in the Philippines. That's a good question. I'm looking into it right now. It looks like they have. Because that's a big, like, boxing area. Like, I, I worked with a lot of uh, Filipinos when I was teaching, and boxing's a big deal there. So, I can imagine... If boxing's a big deal, I could maybe see wrestling, but it's not as big as boxing. Hmm. They're also uh, branching out into another country, too. Uh, I forgot what it was. I know, uh, you, do you want to, by chance, do you want to talk about the upcoming Saudi Arabia pay-per-view? Yeah, uh, it is a week away, and they are, I think, getting the final pieces of the card put together. Because the show is next week. They added a bunch of matches last night on SmackDown. Um, I mean, the main event is Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. I We all know who's going to win that. It's not even in question who's going to win that match. They may throw a curveball. You never know. Oh, my Lord. If they do, I... <clears throat> See, that's what I kind of miss about the, uh, the... Not the Attitude Era, but the Monday Night Wars in general, because both mm-hmm. WWE, WCW, and ECW all did that, where... Even if it didn't make any fucking sense, uh, right. there would always be a surprise, a.k.a. dipshit over there. That one actor became WCW champion. So it'd be kind of interesting. <laughs> we'll get posh I mean, but thing. you know what? I, I and, and I was actually thinking about that with David Arquette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the thing, the thing with that is, and I honestly, looking back on it, I like I was never mad at Arquette. I was never mad at him. He didn't it's, want to do it in the first place. Right. He did not want to do it. I looked it into was, that. He actually did. He thought it was a stupid idea. It was Tony Schiavone who came up with the idea. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought it was Yeah, that though. came out like a year or two ago where it's like, I was the one that kind of suggested it. And they were like, okay, we'll put the belt on our kid. Oh, I thought that was Vince Russo. 
No. This, wow. No? Yeah. It has so, Russo all over it. <laughs> it it kind of does. All right. So we're uh, going to have the OC versus the Judgment Day, and then yep. the one that most people are looking forward to is Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. I don't know why, because Brock's going to win that one. Because both of them are successful MMA career people. Um, they've been more lost. more of Brock than Bobby, I think. True. But that's just me. I mean, I don't really follow MMA. You and I, we've both said we don't follow MMA that much. I watched all the Brock stuff. It's because well, I was yeah, kind of curious. Did. Yeah. <laughs> didn't you? No. You didn't watch any Brock stuff? No, I didn't. Wow. Now, you, you brought up the OC and Judgment Day. The thing that's going on with that match, and there's been a lot of controversy about it, is with Carl Anderson. Because he is still the never-open-weight champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah, I heard about that. And uh, they story. had, like, he was first advertised to defend the title, and then this happens, and they're like, okay, well, wait a minute. How is this going to happen? And Anderson's like, look, they never told me about this. I get my bookings through Luke. That's who tells me, you know, the bookings. So, mm. um. So yeah, that match is going to happen. Uh, Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross are going to meet in a steel cage, which could be good. I'm I'm hoping it's a lot better than the strap match they had. I hope so too. That strap match better was horrible. Be. Um, Bronze. Well, the whole oh, thing with Anderson and being the uh, he was the NGAPW champion, the never open weight champion. Okay, the never open weight. The thing is, this is not the first time he's done that either. Right. Uh, however, the Saudi money, I'm sure, is paying him four or five times the amount of money that he's getting from uh, that match. Plus, he probably was going to drop the belt anyway. Didn't they? Uh, they released a, they released a, uh, a statement like a statement about it, and yeah. they said that it was almost like kind of like in a threatening way, where if he doesn't return the belt, type of thing. And it's like, you guys are all the way over there across the fucking world. What are y'all going to do about it? Just, <laughs> just blacklist them? <laughs> I mean, they may get the Yakuza. You never know. <laughs> See, the main reason why Anderson is doing this is he's getting older. And uh, this is going to be retirement money for him, so he couldn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but seeing the OC come back it was awesome. I don't know why they got fired in the first place. It was stupid. Oh, it was. See, that was the other thing. Vince was always firing people left and right for the dumbest fucking reasons. Excuse and me. Then, and and that's another thing, because, like, I remember before, like, Vince left, there had been, like, news where they had decided, he and Nick Khan decided, like, okay, we're going to release people every 90 days. And I'm thinking, like, oh, this cannot be good at all. <laughs> but... You know, now that Vince is gone, I doubt that idea is there anymore. So. Well, the people um, were being released left and right uh, between 2020, I believe, or 2019 and 2021 uh, because of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, Vince constantly brags about, you know, being a billionaire you know, playboy, but apparently he uh, can't keep his employees staffed when shit hits the fans throughout the world. Mm -hmm. So we got to criticize big time for that because 
they could have afforded to keep paying all those wrestlers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Instead, they all got fired. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Vince, Vince lost a lot of respect from people with that one. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? We have Braun Strowman against Omos. That match is going to suck. Anyways. <laughs> It, and I and I and you know I like Omos. I think Omos is a pretty cool guy, but yeah, it's not going to be good. Let me ask you, uh, since you bring up that Strowman match, um, my worst fear is that Strowman is going to take up either a major title. It doesn't have to be the world title, a major title feud, or being a major feud. And my problem with that is, with someone his size, it is almost impossible for the rest of the roster to have a decent match with him. And uh, Strowman, don't get me wrong, very talented, but do you think after this match they're going to, like, start doing Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman until, like, Royal Rumble or WrestleMania? No, because I'm, I'm going to say no. I hope not. Because I think with Hunter, this is a guess. With Hunter, he knows that Braun is a big guy and that's an attraction in itself. But I don't think he would use Braun in a title picture situation when you're this close to the road to WrestleMania. I don't think he would. True. I forgot that. Yeah, that's only three months away. Right. And the Survivor Series is the last WWE pay-per-view for the year. I mean, NXT has one more, but... If you're looking at WWE, Survivor Series is their last pay-per-view of the year. So unless you're going to do a short feud from now until like the first week of the new year with Braun and Roman, it might not be that bad. And they don't, uh, at the same token, historically, they have done that. I remember a long time ago, they did Triple H versus Kane. Mm-hmm. For the world title, like it was real quick, just to pass time to move on to the next thing. Yeah, um, I think it was Triple H versus Kane. I remember um, when Miz was champion, he had a brief feud with John Morrison before and the Royal Rumble. Strowman is very popular. I mean, look at the response that he received from the crowd. Uh, mm-hmm. I never said he wasn't didn't have personality. He wasn't a good athlete or anything like that. I just don't like his character, and I don't like the way he was booked. Right. Um, I don't like seeing those types of guys pushed to the moon over more talented in-ring wrestlers who can actually put on a fucking clinic. Right. You know, at the same token, though, more. Uh, it all depends on if you prefer the personality, soap opera aspect, which is what Braun specializes in, or if you're more of an in-ring fan. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, the two complement each other. You know, you have to have the story to make the match interesting. But uh, I'm kind of curious what they're going to do, do with Braun uh, next year. Uh, what yeah. do you think they're going to have him do at Mania? Do you think they're going to have him probably do a tag team match or something? Maybe. Maybe they could have... Maybe they could have him team up with Nicholas the former tag team champion combination. And, uh, <laughs> Isn't I, he I, dead? who the kid? Yeah, he died. No, he's, I think he's still alive. No, he died. dude. He did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, let me look it up. Um, let's see. T- 
tag team titles, Usos against the Brawling Brutes, Ridge, and Butch. I should have swore he died. Oh, whatever. Is he still alive? Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was somebody else that died. Oh, it was the Connor kid that died. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah, that was it. Uh, but we also still have uh, Bianca Belair versus Bailey, which uh, should be one of the best matches on the card. Yeah. And then you have the Usos and the Brawling Birds, which I really don't care about. Uh, I don't like the Usos. I've never have. Now, I mean, with I... uh, with Bianca and Bailey, that is a last woman standing match. Is that the first one we've ever had? I kind of swore Becky had one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. There's been maybe like one or two. So Logan Paul is going to be the celebrity uh, at this event. Yeah. In the main event, which I honestly don't have a problem because it's a Saudi Arabia show that he's the main event in. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Shawn Michaels came back. (laughs) Right. Had the worst match of the year. Oh, my Lord. Uh, just in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, a couple of years ago, uh, Shawn Michaels came out of retirement to a tag team with Triple H's Degeneration X, and they had a match with Undertaker and Kane, uh, and it was a fucking disaster. Yep. <laughs> Never want to see that one again. Uh, they all got paid a lot of money for it, so, yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah. Um... Honestly, and I'm going to say this because I'm going to save my predictions for the next episode. For the most part, this is a pretty predictable show as far as who's going to win. Let's hear it. Let's hear your predictions. Oh, okay. Uh, well, okay. I, I already said Roman Reigns is going to win. I think Reigns will win. Yeah. Uh, I think Brock is going to win to get the win back from Bobby. I think Judgment Day is going to beat the OC. Uh, Usos will win. And I think Drew's going to get his win back from Cross. The two that I'm not so sure about is Braun Omis and the women's title match. And, and, And I'll explain the women's one more. Because... Bailey character, basically, it's been really fun. It's been really good. She is, to me, the biggest threat to Bianca Belair as champion. More than Becky was. Absolutely. And I don't know if they want Bailey to have a title reign and then lose it back to Bianca. Cause I remember reading this was a few months ago and things can change. They're thinking of maybe doing Bianca Belair and Charlotte for WrestleMania this year or this coming year. And if you have Bianca as champion, like still champion all the way to WrestleMania, then I would think Charlotte is going to win because you never bet against Charlotte. But if you want to throw that curveball, like you said earlier with Roman and Logan, why not do it on the women's title match? Because you already have Dakota and EO as the women's tag champions. 
I would think it would make sense to have the belt on Bailey and be like, we're the most powerful women in WWE. We've got the Raw women's title. We've got the women's tag team titles. And I don't think they're going to have Ronda lose the, the SmackDown title until maybe WrestleMania. So why why not go for it? Yeah, I agree. And then with Braun and Omos, it's like, okay, I'll just flip a coin and whatever it says, I'll pick with that person. <laughs> so, hmm. uh, On a side note, uh, it, uh, Sheamus did get married this past week. Yeah, congratulations to him. And uh, Drew McIntyre and Myro or Rusev were actually his, I guess, best men or uh, groomsmen. Yeah. And Which, uh, Seth was at the wedding. I didn't know that one. And there were reports that he puts like some blonde in his hair. I don't know what you want to take of that, but I did hear Seth was at the wedding. So probably Becky was at the wedding as well. Absolutely. Congratulations to Seamus. Mm-hmm. He's getting a little older, so I think he's on a, he's kind of on the last uh, leg of his career. Yeah, I think so as well. His wife is hot, by the way. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so the next pay-per-view is Survivor Series, right? Yeah. Um, has it been? Has anything been confirmed about that pay-per-view? Uh, only except the War Games, and we don't even know who's going to be in that yet. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be interesting. Yeah. Especially with and, Triple H managing it. And, and we can confirm that Ted will be at Survivor Series. We can also confirm that. So. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we have a good friend of ours who uh, is lucky enough to be in attendance there. And I believe this will be his first time seeing The Rock uh, live and in person. So he is super excited about that. <laughs> I'd love to see The Rock in person, but uh, I'm not really all that excited because the last couple of times he wrestled, uh, were very disappointing affairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, honestly, I would rather see John Cena come back instead of The Rock, believe it or not. Hmm. And I hated John Cena. Right. <laughs> and now it's like, oh my God, why did I hate him? He was so awesome. <laughs> well, let's do a couple of predictions since we are this close to the Royal Rumble. Who do you think is going to win the the, uh, the women and men's Royal Rumble this year? Okay. I'm going to start with the men. I think it's Cody. I Me think too. Cody's going to win it. Yeah. Un- unless there's a setback in his recovery. But and I think he Cody... ended up doing it. A, either it's a Royal Rumble or the Elimination Chamber. Are they still doing the Elimination Chamber next year? They they are doing. Actually, they uh, confirmed that they're going to do it. It's going to be in Montreal in February. See, I don't really like the gimmick pay-per-views, but... The Elimination Chamber actually has a point. You can actually yeah. use that to, you know, advance uh, uh, a, like a real title thing. Right. Uh, the Hell in a Cell, on the other hand, that's just... Yeah. Now that they've retired the pay-per-view itself, they can, you know, keep the cell away for at least a good year, year and a half. And never make the cell red again. <laughs> I don't know who thought that was a good idea. Because well, it's terrible in the eyes, you know what I mean? I think whoever was colorblind is who came up with that. Uh, and what about the women's rumble? That's that's the tougher one. It depends uh, on if Bailey wins the title or not. <laughs> I think she'll probably win it if she does not win this match. 
Because I kind of have, I'm kind of, I got two ideas in my head. You can do Becky Lynch winning and have her go after Ronda Rousey. Because they've, like, that was what I've always heard for the last, like, since last WrestleMania. It was like, oh, the end goal is going to be Becky and Ronda in Los Angeles. The other one is Charlotte. I th- I think Charlotte, honestly, of the two, makes the most sense because she's been away longer. And if you want her to come back, do it as a surprise. Although I think Charlotte will find a way to blow the surprise on social media. But but yeah, I I I think right now. Hmm. You said Becky or Charlotte, right? Yeah, uh, probably more towards Charlotte. Yeah, that'll probably be her return, her big return. And there's no pay-per-views in December, right? Right. Uh, However, they are... uh, Raw will be taped, I believe. I hope so. Because I remember a couple years ago, they did that live Raw on Christmas night and how like, like, all the fans were so pissed off about it. Why were they pissed off? Because it was a live Raw on Christmas Day. Like, we're, like the fans were like, they should be home with their family. Oh, you mean uh, as far as like having like the res- respecting the actual wrestlers as a human beings? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I I wasn't sure what you meant by that. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree. Um, I thought that was. Uh, I did not agree with that, and I think that was a Vince thing, wasn't it? I thought it was a network. I thought it was the channel. I thought it was you as a network that did. Oh. Okay, well, that was stupid. It's still, yeah, it's. it doesn't matter who di- who came up with it, it was still stupid. Then again, I've had to work Christmas every year for the past five or six years, so... <sighs> Let's suck it up, Buttercup. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to this year, do you? Uh, no, I got this... I have a, I have a different job, uh, and they're not requiring me to work Thanksgiving. Yay! And it's on a Sunday this year, so... I always got paid not only time and a half, but holiday pay as, as well. So even though, I, uh, honestly, it is depressing working on Christmas when you know all of your friends and the family are at home. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> you know? Um, but anyway, um, are there any other returns going to be uh, anticipating at the end of, uh, between now and the end of the year? Because they already got Gorgano out of the way, Stroman out of the way. Um and Bray Wyatt out of the way. Is there anybody else? Uh, I honest. Well, I mean Emma came back last night on SmackDown. Oh, I didn't know that. Although, although honestly, I I always liked her. I thought she was kind of cool. So, are you talking about Emma, that one girl that they had a bunch of commercials for? Yes. Like she was be, yes. What, really? Yeah. Huh. What was her name? Emma. They did Emmalina, and then Emma. yeah, her like I think her yeah her real name's Tennille. Oh, shit. Why not go with that? That's a good name, Tanil. You don't have ten, too many Tanils in wrestling, but hmm. but that's just me. Um, I don't know. I don't think there are any other that I know of. One second. And why don't you look that up real? Quick. Well, I'm just looking up real quick to see if there's anything else that we're forgetting. I don't think there is. WWE, uh, oh, they have an, uh, did you read about the, the storyline that they're going to do for Austin Theory cashing in? No, p- 
Please tell me. All right. So this is just a rumor, but apparently they're going to have it like, um, they're going to put like a, uh, turn it into like a countdown where he only has so much time left to cash in and they're going to make him wait a full year to do it. I mean, honestly, I don't hate it. I don't hate that idea because it's never been done. It kind of reminds me of a movie where you have like you have to uh, dismantle the bomb uh, mm-hmm. before it explodes, and you only have so much time to do it. Because uh, Austin Theory, he has tried to cash in twice now, right? Yeah. So I actually like Austin Theory. Do you like him? Uh, Not really. I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. I, I think athletically he's good. But as far as promos go, I'm not the biggest fan of his. Yeah. He just has like this weird vibe about him. And with WrestleMania being in LA next year, um, are they have they verified it's gonna be Rock and Reigns? Um Because I remember reading something about the Rock scheduling for next year, and he may yeah. not even be at Mania. I, I don't know. I think that that might have changed. I'm not really sure. It might have changed. There's going to be a lot of... Uh, everybody's kind of looking forward to after Royal Rumble because that's when we're going to really see uh, what direction the company's going to be going in. Mm-hmm. I, and I think, honestly, this year's road to WrestleMania is going to be very interesting because there is no fence. Oh, it's maybe one of the best roads to WrestleMania in a long time. Yeah. Uh, because all, all the wrestlers are back. Nobody's injured. Uh, Vince is gone. <laughs> so we may actually get like ruthless aggression, like uh, stories, but the continuity, the logic mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, Cause we all, the triple H has seen it all. You know, he mm-hmm. was one of the prominent figures during the attitude era. He knows what works. He knows what doesn't work. And he's not out of touch. He has. Right. He actually has a fucking brain, you know. Right. So, I guess this. So I guess WrestleMania will be his first real big test. Mm-hmm. It'll be a lot of fun, I think, to to, to watch. I hope so. This will be the first WrestleMania without Vince. Wow, I, I just realized that. Yeah, that's a sentence I don't think anybody had thinking right now. That is literally, this is literally going to be the first WrestleMania in history that didn't have Vince McMahon's name written all over it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a thought. Oh, you know Triple H is going to have something big planned this year, or next year. You know, now I remember reading, um... This was maybe a month and a half ago, but I think it's since died down. Cause they, cause I was reading like about the Hall of Fame, and somebody brought up like, "Oh, they're gonna induct Vince next year," and I'm thinking like, "No, you probably shouldn't keep him away for a long time. Then may you know if you want to do it, maybe, but." I wouldn't do it next year. I would never have him inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. That is just so narcissistic. But uh, I would have him inducted into the what was it, the Pro Wrestling, the International Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah, 
There are other Hall of Fames. There that are. Does deserve it. Yeah. Um. I think Vince said once, like, what he doesn't want to be alive when he's inducted. Like he he wants to be dead and then have him be inducted. Which, honestly, is not a bad mindset to have for Vince. Hmm. I honestly, I was thinking that he wouldn't even want to be inducted in the first place. Right. Because he doesn't even want people bringing his name up during the speeches. Right. Like, say what you want about Vince, but he is not like, uh, like he's narcissistic to a degree, uh, but he's, I don't want to say humble, but he's not really big on the whole pats on the back type of thing. Mm-hmm. And that would be him patting his own back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who knows? Uh, oh, that brings up another question. Hall of Fame. Who's going, to, who's going in next year? Wow. I, I didn't even think about that till now. Yeah. Well, okay, they're going to be in Los Angeles next year. Maybe the Rock goes in the Hall of Fame. Maybe. I mean, you've got Batista still. I mean, he like he was originally going to be inducted 2020, and then COVID hit, and then he was like, my schedule's like not going to work at this time. So he's technically still due to be inducted so maybe you could do that for him next year um maybe triple h goes in i i don't know i mean there there's there's a few people that you could consider because i mean after the undertaker you know this year it's like oh my god you know how can we i don't think you could go any bigger at this time unless you do get the rock to go in but I think they're going to try, like, for the headliner, they're going to try to have Rock, Batista... Or Triple H. Or Triple H be the headliner. Or maybe Cena, if Cena thinks he's ready to go in. This should be a good Hall of Fame. And then where they go from there is anybody's guess. Because that's always the fun part to me. Like, I know... Okay, here's the thing. A lot of people don't count the WWE Hall of Fame as an actual Hall of Fame, and I understand that, and I respect their opinions of it. But the fun of the Hall of Fame, to for me, for the WWE Hall of Fame, isn't as much of who the headliner is. It's more of who are they going to get to go in that you would not expect. Like... Like, this year, I did not expect the Steiner brothers to go in. I really didn't. Especially Scott. Yeah, especially (laughs) Scott. Thank you. And then Charmel. Like, and I said it in the past. I think she's a wonderful person. I really do. But I wasn't really sure if she was Hall of Fame worthy. You know? Again, I got nothing against her. I don't. But I'm like, really? Charmel? Well, in terms of females being inducted, they've already done Trish and Lita, I believe, right? Right. They've already done Charmel. Beth's uh, gone in. They did Tori already. Tori's gone in. Molly and Holly's gone in. Stacy, I guess? No. Yeah, yeah. Get her. Get her. I'll I'll induct her myself. Oh, you're her. Uh, she's your favorite? Oh, God, dude. That was one of my crushes. <laughs> 
Alright, so uh, probably Stacy then, because I believe she does actually live in LA, and uh, isn't she? Yeah, I think so. She's trying. She went out there to do the acting. I don't know what the hell she's doing now, but. Uh, what is? I'm gonna look up what she's doing nowadays. And, you know, I actually looked her up a while back because I, you know, I was like, you know, wondering about her. And her Wikipedia page even I think said that she uh, has kind of stayed away from the wrestling world. Yeah, she has. She yeah, she has. Uh, Victoria. That's another one. Who? Victoria. Oh yeah. She portrayed the psycho bitch perfectly. She did really good with that. I honestly never liked Beth Phoenix, so I didn't really care about that one. You already have Edge that went in a few years ago. Right. Who who do you think's gonna induct the rock? Oh wow. You got Mick Foley, uh you got Triple H. And you got Vince. Well, not Vince isn't going to do it anymore. Vince ain't inducting anybody ever again. Stone Cold could possibly do it. Who do I think is going to induct The Rock? Um, Him or Mick Foley? Yeah. Just depends on who's available that year. (laughs) Oh, oh, okay. I could, okay, I'm seeing why Stacy's probably not been doing anything mm-hmm. she and her husband have three kids she has two daughters one that was born in 2014 the other was born in may of 2020 and a son born in 2018 i did not know she was a parent i i knew she had two i didn't know she had a third kid see when i looked up her stuff i didn't actually look into her like if she had kids i just wanted to see what the hell she was doing these days and, okay, I knew that she, her and Clooney were dating. Oh, God, yeah. I was so pissed off oh, at George bad. Clooney. I was like, don't you marry her, you son of a bitch. She is so lucky. <laughs> I personally don't like blondes. Uh, however, yes, Stacy does have some great legs. She gets <laughs> So she gets a pass for you. Well, she well. Let's t- actually talk about her uh, her uh, career. She started off in Nitro as one of those uh, Nitro girls. Yeah, yeah. And then she went to WWE and she teamed up with the Dudley Boys for a while. Mm-hmm. And then uh, there was who else was she doing? She was with Test. She had she came up with the fan base, the Testicles. I'm, yeah, I vaguely remember that. Poor Test, rest uh, rest his soul. Soul, yeah. Dumbass got hooked on drugs. And then um, she had actually, do you, rem- do you remember WrestleMania 20? There, she was in a tag match, her and Jackie Gata against Tori Wilson and Sable. And there was a spot early in the match where they were doing like sunset flip pins. And it actually got the crowd like, like clapping because they were doing like pin, like, Pinfall attempts. Hmm, I don't remember that at all. Oh, you gotta go back. The, the match is not that bad. I'll have to watch it. And then um, she became a superhero with the hurricane. Which is kind of vaguely forgotten, but you can understand why. Now keep in mind, folks, that Stacy was very popular in her day. Yes. Um, and she, uh, 
was around for what? Like a, what, 10 years before she retired? Around there, yeah. Like seven or eight years, maybe. The thing was, there, there's only so much you can do with someone like her because she really, even though she was a decent athlete, she was a terrible wrestler, even though, even though they tried <laughs> to train her. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. And she, she probably would say the same thing. Yeah, she's not arrogant about it, you know, and she never actually liked wrestling as far as I know. Right. Um, who's going to induct her, do you think? I would think Tori, because they're like besties, so. Really? Hmm. I don't. I don't see why not. Cause she. Cause Stacy inducted Tori in. So. Hey, do you think they're finally gonna induct Owen Hart? Oh. Because I know it's Owen's wife that is that basically like you know do not use my husband's name or imagery or likely like like likeness on anything that's gonna you know help you make more money. Uh, I'm gonna. Which I thought it was kind of rich of her because Owen himself uh, tried to make a shirt off Austin breaking his neck. Kind of but I mean, after you know, after after watching the Dark Side of the Ring episode with Owen Hart, I honestly couldn't watch that whole thing. It was too depressing for me. I, I like was like I, I went one eighty, and I was like, yeah, I don't think Owen needs to be in it. Plus, I think he's in like a couple other Hall of Fames in wrestling. So, and and those Hall of Fames are the ones that Martha has said, like, she will accept. So. Yeah, the thing with Owen, uh, that whole thing was just pure negligence. It was. So, I, uh, it's it's mainly just giving Owen's fans a chance to honor him, which they never really got, you know? The only, the only way I could see it happening is if it's done in Canada. And I don't know when Canada's going to get another WrestleMania. It's It's been way too long. I think they do deserve one. The last one was uh, WrestleMania 18. Yeah, so we're talking 20 years. And I hope they go back to Canada because Canada always has the best crowds. They do. You guys are awesome. They they go crazy over Like, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, you guys make a lot of fucking noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget Hogan versus Rock when uh, Hulk uh, hulked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, that even I marked out for that one, and the fans in the audience—they were going fucking nuts. <laughs> That's what wrestling is about. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. I think the the night, not the night after WrestleMania, but it was like two months later. They're in Montreal, and it's a SmackDown taping. And Hogan gets like a ten minute standing ovation, and like it brings him to tears. Where where did this happen? In Montreal. Yeah. Oh, it's up at the Hall of Fame. No, no, this was at a SmackDown. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Didn't he? Uh, I remember in Triple H's book, he was bitching about that because he said that Hogan. He had to relinquish the title to Hogan based on one crowd response he got in Canada, and it pissed him off. <laughs> Did you hear about that story? No, I, I've always wondered about that. Yeah, I, I think it was in his book, but yeah, Triple H uh, talked about how Hogan was praised like a god in Canada, so they decided to strip him of the belt and give it to Hogan instead. Someone's not bitter about that. Well, right. Triple H, why don't you take it up with Booker T, see how he felt. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Booker. The thing about being in uh, 
Hogan or Triple H or Austin's position is you have to be a bit hypocritical to protect your position. Yeah. You do. You do. Huh. All right. Um, do we have anything else we want to bring up or should we wrap it up here for this week? Uh, give me one second. Let me check. All right. Cause we haven't talked in a while. Yeah. While you do that, I'm going to, I'm going to do a couple of quick plugs. Um, newest episode of Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast came up yesterday. Uh, check it out. I reviewed the episode informative murder porn. And this Sunday is the season finale of Bill Learns Kingdom Hearts as myself and Jim. We finish up everything Kingdom Hearts 2. And it that was a long, long road, but I'm glad that we got it done. All right. Uh, did you find anything? Uh, that's pretty much it. All right. Um, thank you all for tuning in, Steve. Thank you as always for coming on. We'll have to do this again very soon before this year's up. When is the next, uh, AEW pay-per-view, by the way? In three weeks. Okay. So we'll probably be back for that. Yeah. Love to have you back for that. Um, uh, who's paying for it this time? <laughs> uh, you, you might have to, I'm still looking for a job. So. Okay. Then I'll pay for it. All right. No um, hey, to everyone, have a good, safe Halloween. Uh, have fun. Just have fun. Um, especially you youngsters in your costumes. Have fun. Be safe. And uh, come go to Steve's house. I'm sure he's got some good stuff. Absolutely. You know, if you guys are in Texas, uh, South Texas, feel free uh, to ping me on Facebook or whatnot. And uh, maybe grab a beer or something. But yeah, everyone have a good Halloween. Uh, try to be safe. You know, uh, try to enjoy it. Don't get in trouble. Uh, you know, if you're gonna drink, don't drive. Exactly. Um, other than that, uh, thank you, Bill, and it was, I appreciate it. Yep, absolutely. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll talk to you right here next week on that wrestling show, Wrestle On.